Hello, brothers and sisters. This is Brother Leonard. God bless you. Man, it's good to know that God yet has a purpose for our lives. And I tell you what, when you uh, take that deep breath and, and you get up every morning, you know that God has yet ordained this day for you. And so you should give the Lord praise. God deserves the praise and, uh, and the glory for everything that he's done. You know, I'm always thinking about Ukraine and, and uh, just listening to some of the stories coming out of Ukraine. Um, some of them are, are um, very discouraging and then others are very uplifting. The, the spirit of the Ukrainian people, they continue to battle, they continue to fight. You know, they're being supported by Western allies and, and they're bringing devastation on Russia. And even Russia beginning to pull back and and uh, in some places in Ukraine, but of course not to be trusted. But yet you see that your prayers are working, that God is yet using nations and people uh, moving in the midst. You know, some of the Russian soldiers are starting to put down their arms and and um, they don't want anything else to do with this. And then you have uh, not only that, but you have. Uh, people, uh, you know, it's just, you can tell that, that God is moving. These folks are, are pretty, uh, pretty upset about, or at least the Russians are pretty upset about this, that they're getting, you know, in a lot of ways getting beat down. So, uh, I don't know. I just, uh, I'm just thankful that the Lord is moving and that God is doing great things. Cause boy, I was a little concerned there, you know, because I don't want all those people to die in vain. I mean, Vladimir Putin needs to pay for this. Uh, it's just, it's awful. And I don't want to get on a tangent there. So let me leave that alone. Anyway, I want to talk to you today about, um, about believing God, about faith, uh, knowing that God yet has a plan for your life, but you need to know that the God you serve uh, is really well able to do uh, what you need him to do in every situation, every circumstance. It doesn't matter what it is. God is there for you. And you need to understand that he's your father, you know, and that's the relationship we have in him, with him, brother, is that God is our father. And, you know, think about it like this. Your children, you're willing to do anything for. I know you are. It doesn't matter what it is. If you got it, they got it. Right? Okay. So if we're God's children, if we truly believe that God is our father, then we have to believe that God is willing to do whatever he needs to do for us. That's what you have to believe. If you look at it in a relationship aspect, then you can understand this thing better. You know, knowing that God is yet ready to do anything he that delivered his own son he delivered him up for us all how shall he withhold anything from us think about that for a minute if god gave his own son why would he withhold anything from us so he's not trying to keep things from us in fact you know i think it's our lack of knowledge of the word that prevents us from getting the things that we want to get from God. And what I mean by that is, is that we don't understand the promises of God. And so we don't understand our own daddy's promises. <laughs> you know, 
You're my child, so this is what I'll do for you. And think about it like this. Jesus said that he just simply said, ask, and it shall be given unto you. Seek, and ye shall find. Knock, and the door shall be opened. So he gave us even some simpler commands. And what he's saying is that your father, it's his good pleasure to give you the things that you need, the things that, you know, in some cases, even that you want. You know, he said he'll supply all your needs according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. And so Jesus Christ paid the price for us to have this wonderful relationship with our father God, knowing that he's our father and we just have to trust him. You know, it's about trust him, trust him and he'll do it for us. He, he's not holding anything back from us. Sometimes we, we get so self-sufficient that we forget that we're dependent on God because even the paycheck that we get comes from God. Even the promotions come from God. The Bible says that promotions don't come from the east or the west, but they come from God. So everything comes from God. And so we have to understand that it's our trust in him that causes him to move. He loves us already. He's never going to love us more than he loves us now. Right? So he's motivated by his love. But I tell you what, faith moves God. Knowing that you trust him, man, he will go over 100,000 people to get to you. Knowing that you trust him, that you believe him. Think about it like this. Remember the woman with the issue of blood? All she could think about is that if I could just get out there and touch Jesus's garment, if I can just touch the hem of his garment, I'll be made whole. Now, this faith came as a result of what she heard. She heard people talking about him because you got to remember she had a condition where she couldn't even be out in public. You know, anytime you're on a menstrual cycle in the Old Testament, you had to be hidden. You had to go until your time was up. Once you finish your cycle, then you can come out amongst the public. But think about this. The Bible says that she had a stream of blood that would never stop. So she went, she spent everything she had to try to get this thing fixed. And she couldn't. She couldn't find anybody. There was no one who had the, uh, the knowledge to heal her. And so she was at her last witch. See, she was at the end of her rope and she decided to do something out of desperation. She had been hearing about this Jesus, about these people being healed in the street, all the miracles that he, were, he was doing. And she just made up in her mind one day, you know what? I'm not, I don't have any more money. I've spent everything that I've owned, everything that I've had just to try to get rid of this condition. But if I could just touch the hem of his garment, if I could just touch I don't even need him to touch me. I just need to touch his garment because I understand that I have a condition. I understand that the law said I can't be out here. So I don't want him to violate himself by touching me. But if I can touch the hem of his garment, I'll be made whole. And she saw herself doing that. And, you know, I told you a long time ago that if you sow a thought, you'll reap an action. Remember that? If you sow, if I, if you sow an action, you'll reap a habit. If you sow a habit, you'll reap a lifestyle. So she sold a thought. She thought about it. And she meditated on it. And she said, if I could just touch the hem of his garment. And so she made her journey. 
she began to make her way towards Jesus. She heard he was in town. She saw the crowd and she began to push her way amongst the ground, on the ground trying to get to Jesus. And then finally, when she touched him, she believed him so much so. The Bible says that virtue went out of Jesus because he asked her, he said, who touched me? His disciples thought he was crazy because everybody was pushing on him. But Jesus was saying, who touched me with faith? Who believed? Who believed so much that you caused virtue to leave my body? And the woman said, I did. She finally said, Lord, I did. And he said, thy faith has made thee whole. Think about that for a minute. It was her belief in the fact that Jesus could heal her. But within the law so that he wouldn't defile himself by touching her but he she decided i'm just gonna touch his garment that's all i need to do and i'll be made whole i'll be made well isn't that phenomenal and then there's another uh instance where jesus was on his way through jericho and there's a blind man and he heard that Jesus was coming. He asked his friends, what is that noise? He said, Jesus of Nazareth is coming. And everybody heard that this is the Jesus that's been healing people. This is the Jesus that's been opening eyes and the Jesus that's been healing disease and driving devils out. This man has authority in his words. This Jesus is coming through town right now. And blind Bartimaeus said, Jesus! Thou son of David, have mercy on me. Now, his faith came as a result of hearing what Jesus was doing, all the things that he had done when he had came through before, uh, all around uh, Judea and Samaria, all around the different places. Jesus was performing miracles. He was doing great things. And so blind Bartimaeus obviously heard about it. And so he says, Jesus... Thou son of David, have mercy on me. And they tried to keep him quiet. He wouldn't be quiet. Jesus, thou son of David, have mercy on me. And guess what? Jesus stopped. Looked at the man and said, what can I do for you? He said, I'd like to see again. I want my sight. Jesus told him, be it done unto you according to your faith. And the man's eyes was open. Think about that for a minute. He believed and trusted God. And so the point I'm making here is that the God we serve is still a miracle working God. We still have needs. We have things that we can't do. See, God is not going to do for you what you can do. In other words, if you can do it, he doesn't need to do it for you. God doesn't need to put your shoe on for you. You can put your own shoes on. He doesn't need to help you get dressed. You can get dressed on your own. You know, he gave you a car. Get in it and drive it. If you have a car, you see what I'm saying? He's not going to instantly transport you to work because you want to go. Now you get in your vehicle and you go. That's how we go. But the things that you can't do, the problems that you cannot solve, those are the things there for your for your father to solve. Think about it like this. Your children, the things they can do, you don't do it for them. You make sure that they get it done, but you don't do it for them. You let them do it on their own. Because you need them to grow up, right? Well, God is not going to do things for us that we can do. But what he does is he helps us with those things that we can't do on our own. Just like you would help your kids with things they can't do on their own. 
you would provide the wisdom necessary, the direction, the guidance, right? Well, God is the same way with us. He'll provide the wisdom, the direction, the guidance, and in a lot of cases, the power, because we need the power as well. So think about it like this. Whatever you're going to do for your kids, God's going to do so much more for us. The Bible says that he promised to do exceedingly abundantly above more than we can ask or think according to the power that works within us. Eyes have not heard, ears have not heard, neither has entered, in, entered into the hearts of men the things that God has prepared for us. So what I'm telling you is that your father is there to help you, to do for you those things that you can't do for yourself. You see, again, He's not going to pay your rent for you if you got if he gave you a job and blessed you with a job so that you can pay your own rent. He's not going to pay your rent. You pay your own rent. You don't need money from him to do that. But now if he gave you something to do or if let's say, for instance, God forbid you lost your job and something happened and you can't pay your rent, then you can believe God to pay your rent. Absolutely. Absolutely. That's where that comes in at, you know, because God said that he's going to he's going to do to take care of you. He's going to provide all of your needs. The Bible says he'll supply all of your needs according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. So he's going to take care of you. That's what you need to understand. So that's why you need that relationship with God, you know, because this world is, is tough. This world is wicked and it's tough for us in this world at times. And we need God. We need a savior, somebody that we can depend on, somebody who's there all the time. I need God's protection. I need his provision. I need God in every way. I need his wisdom, his guidance. I need everything from him because I don't know everything. I just don't. I mean, I know some things, but I don't know the things that I need to know. I don't know when the devil's going to attack me. I don't know, you know, who he's going to use. I don't know who, what enemies are amongst my friends. And I don't know any of that. But God does. And he'll always keep me informed. The Holy Spirit tells secrets. So he, he knows already what's going on. But I need God. I need my father. I need him on my side every, every day. Every step I make, I need him because I can't do it without him. I need his blessings. I need his anointing. I need his power. I need his great love and his mercy for me. I, I can't do it. And when I mess up, I'm, I'm so grateful for his mercy. You know, I'm grateful for his love that he loves me so much that even when I mess it up, he's right there with me. He's never going to love me more than he loves me now. So I'm so grateful for my father. He's so good. He's so kind. And I tell you, I, I didn't used to, you know, be able to, you know, to really relate to God like that because I wasn't raised by a father. So my grandmother raised me. But through my years of parenting and things like that, God taught me about a relationship with him. Listen, brothers and sisters, if you don't have a relationship with God, man, now is the time. And you can do that through our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. If you want to know God, you got to know his son. The Bible says no man can come unto the Father except he comes through Jesus. So here's the deal. If you want to accept Jesus and know this great father of mine, 
His name is God. And he's got a whole lot of other names. We call him Daddy. We call him Abba. We call him Father. Others call him uh, Jehovah Jireh, Jehovah Nisi, Jehovah uh, M. Kadesh, El El Yon, the Most High God. But I call him Daddy. I call him Father. If you want to know Father God and the pardoning of your sins, say this with me. Say, Lord Jesus, I'm a sinner and I need to be saved. I believe that you died for my sins and I believe that God raised you from the dead. Lord Jesus, I repent of my sins and I ask you to come into my heart and be the Lord and Savior of my life. I accept you right now. Say, Lord Jesus, thank you for saving me. Brothers and sisters, if you pray that prayer, man, <clears throat> you're now in the family of God. And God is your father. Man, get in a good Bible, believe in church, get you a good Bible, and you need to start your journey with the Lord. Until next time, congratulations, by the way, and until next time, brothers and sisters, this is Brother Leonard. Have a blessed day.